Welcome, listeners, back to another episode of Dungeons and Pop, where we have another of one of Wesley's fables as Wesley of Thornvale runs us through the game of Shanty Hunters. I'd like to throw out a thank you out to Brian and Cass, who have been helping out with editing lately. Um, I've been kind of busy and just things are cray cray. But I think I'm going to enjoy this game. It was a lot of fun, and Cass put some really good uh, sound design on it. Our promo for this week is actually for a network. It's for Creative Typos, the network that has hosted such shows as Microphones and Monsters, A Fool's Quest, and many others. They're definitely worth a lookout. We've interacted with them a couple times, and they're a really good crew of people. If you had to pick just one thing to entertain you for the rest of your life, what would you choose? Creative Typo Entertainment is a storytelling network of renowned indie creators with decades of experience dedicated to helping you answer that question. Do you have an affinity for cosmic horror, role-playing, and entrancing yet mysterious storytelling? Check out our actual play D&D podcast, Microphones and Monsters, in easy-to-binge 30- to 45-minute episodes. And if that piqued your interest, be sure to check out the spin-off of Microphones and Monsters, DreadTech Inc., for a fast-paced, action-packed, dystopian horror, real-play D&D story. Or maybe pop culture puns are more your style. A Fool's Quest is a D&D role-playing comedy podcast. Each episode is under an hour, so you can keep up with the heroes and the villains in this gut-busting, slapstick story with deep lore. And for something a little more serious, with much mystery and many suspenseful moments built in the same world as A Fool's Quest, check out the spin-off, Ethereal Embrace. Or maybe audio dramas are more your speed. Check out Stick Shift Incorporated, a serial drama about life, death, and capitalism, set in a fictional version of modern-day Vancouver, British Columbia. Do you want your stories in smaller bites? Check out Into the Night, an anthology podcast. Each story in this thrilling and twisted anthology explores the unexpected and leaves you yearning for more. All in around 10 to 15 minutes per episode. Or our newest audio drama follows Emily, who might be the cause of the end of humanity. Emily is an anomaly, chaos incarnate. In this story, Emily twists and turns between the lines, trying to figure out who her friends are, who is trying to manipulate her, and who is trying to kill her as she tries to uncover the truth about what is happening to her. And if you enjoy watching your stories live, join us on Creative Typo's Twitch channel for a dark and winding campaign adventure through fantastical worlds like a cursed kingdom and the Fey Realms in Elder Brain's Crown of the Oathbreaker. Find all this and more at creativetypo.com. And now, on to the show. Greeting, listeners. Welcome back to another one of, well, will you, if this goes well, I actually have a proposition for you, Dan Wesley, and we'll have to come up with a name for this segment. <laughs> hmm. Okay. But uh, we have an, we have another uh, guest DMing by Wesley from Thornvale. I don't know why Hi, I thought I was going to screw that up. Oh. <laughs> 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 Uh, I need a I need a palate cleanser. Obviously, after the recent recording we had, I felt sick to my stomach. It was nuts. Anyway, <laughs> go on. Uh, I'll go next. Um, so 
I was like, ah, I know. Okay. Doesn't matter. Well, with a yo ho, ho ho, it's me, <laughs> Brian, and I'm ready to go. I shall be paying Bink. And I'm not saying anything else because I don't want to spoil it before everyone meets Bink. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, hello <laughs> there. Uh, I'm Nick. I'm going to be playing. Uh, I'm, I'm Nick. Uh, part of Dungeons of Pop. Well, uh, I'm going to be playing uh, Sir Earl Stuffington Jr., the eccentric dilettante. Mm-hmm. So is that why you're channeling the Medea with that? With that Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> With the yar har har and a hee hee. I didn't tell who I was going to be playing. <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> go back around. It's fine. I'm I'm playing Amos Treecutter, the curious spy. He's lived mm. a life of mis of mystery and adventure with a bunch of um special people, and that's all I'm going to say without because I filed the names off of this. <laughs> <laughs> uh and uh to all uh to all listening this is actually only my first time running this system and I've only ever played this system at one other point so if I uh <laughs> if I manage to mess it up then please don't yell which historically people have been very nice so I don't think so but I thought I should say that. um and yes, you might recognize me. Um, I recently was on with this crew um, a few months ago because um, I had gotten a hold of the uh, Monster Hearts one shot. I saw Critical Role play that. I was like, "Hey, this is this is a cool one. I want to try this." So then we had a one. Sh- <laughs> we did a Monster mm-hmm. Hearts one shot that was probably the most absolutely off the wall I'd ever seen in my life. But it was. <laughs> It was <laughs> it was the horniest game we've probably ever had in this entire podcast. That's a, um, that's I would actually, I beg, I beg to mm-hmm. differ. The uh, last episode of Hastamar, you all deserve bonks. <laughs> I plead the fifth. <laughs> but uh, for those uh, for those listening who might not be familiar with the uh, with the system, this is actually Shanty so Hunters, wanna... which is a. Uh, uh, this is a very new system. This has not been around uh, very long, and it is centered around uh, sea shanties. And no, I am not talking about the Wellerman. People need to stop singing that one and realize there are other songs around. <laughs> um, uh, the creator of this one uh, has had decided uh, he wanted to build a whole system around sea shanties. And so in this story, all the characters are people who love documenting sea shanties. They are all, I would say, a little bit crazy because they know exactly what will happen when these shanties are documented, but they still do it despite probable danger to their own lives because they're, uh, they actually are magic and they will cause whatever the song is speaking about, either in very clear terms or somewhat vague terms, to actually happen or maybe even not even, not even related at all. We'll have to see. Um, but uh, with that out of the way, I think I am going to bring up the shanty for tonight. And I'm not going to sing this, but I am going to just uh, probably go this verse by verse. I will tell you, I will tell everyone here what song we are using. Everybody ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Calabunga right. Let's get it on. All right. Here we go. So we'll just have Brian re- yeah. sing it in post. so we are using uh the sea shanty known as santiana tonight and this one um there's there are rumors that this one could be somewhat about um uh santiana when he conquered mexico and possibly buried treasure there you know he came to the new world and, and uh and found and buried treasure in mexico somewhere but all the men were brave and true, every soldier brave and true. Oh, Santiana fought for fame, and Santiana gained a name. And Zachary Taylor ran away. He ran away at Molio Rey. Santiana's men were brave, many found a hero's grave. 
It was fierce and bitter strife. Hand to hand, they fought for life. Um, just dropping the page here. Then hold on. And Santiana's name is known. What a man! What a man can do! What a man can do was shown. But Santiana fought for gold. What deeds he did have oft been told. Was on that field at Maliel Rey. Santiana lost a leg that day. Okay, well that's not so great. Um. Santiano was a fine man until he <laughs> until he found havoc with Uncle Sam. Oh boy. Okay. So, you know, possible problem with the government here. Uh, oh, Santiano has gone away far from the field at Molio Rey. Oh, Santiano's day is over. Santiano will fight no more. And oh, Santiano is dead and gone and all his fighting has been done. We'll dig his grave with a silver spade and mark that spot where he was laid. O Santiana, now we mourn. We've laid and buried off Cape Horn. And now Santiano shovels his gold around Cape Horn in the ice and cold. (laughs) Okay. And with that, I believe we are ready to begin. Is everyone ready? Yes. Okay. So... Uh, the scene comes up, uh, let's just imagine a camera here. It comes up over a very busy city. You're not really sure where this is, um, but it's, it's terribly, uh, even for so early in the morning, there's a ton going on. Uh, and you see far off on the, uh, you see far off on the docks, uh, at the edge of the, uh, at the very edge of the ocean, actually. You see all these ships are putting in and going out and being, uh, people are, People are uh, sh- shipping different things uh, every which way, and there uh, there are a very uh, a couple very large uh, very large ships there uh, in port today, and uh, one of them that the the camera will come into um, you'll see on the side of this boat it's a it's a well appointed ship it's uh, it's got um, it's got the two main decks and. Um, but it's it's in it's in good repair. It's not um, it's not nearly as shabby as some of these smaller boats around the same area. Um, and then on the side of it, in gold gold letters, uh, you see uh, the sun catches on. Uh, indefatigable is its name. Uh, and and as we uh, as we uh, do a pan over the over the deck itself, we see. Uh, Lots of sailors, um, you know, calling out, calling out orders, preparing to stow, uh, stow different items uh, like cargo and uh, make sure ready to cast off. Uh, we see a, we see the captain there standing at the wheel, uh, and then along the rail uh, we see uh, we will see three, uh, three different, uh, three different people. All I'm assuming with very. Uh, very different looks. People that you to, to to see them, you would wonder how exactly are these three even you know here together? They they don't really match each other. So what's going on here? And what if we just go down the rail as these characters are looking looking out at the city or out, back toward the city or out towards the ocean and and hear a little bit about uh, who these characters are. Amos is kind of strutting down the uh, the path. He had a he's got a cane. He's got a uh, simple cane, a white um, buttoned up shirt with a uh, black vest, a black vest over the top, um, and pants, and they're just you know like just like not like I want to say lower class, but not middle lower middle class pants style pants, not too not too flashy. Nice and simple, um, and he's got a polar cap hmm. with a simple yellow stripe. He's pretty clean shaven, except for like a, a small goatee. Okay, all right, that's one uh, one person down, just just pacing pacing up and down the rail. And uh, what about person number two? Hmm. Bink is, Bink is over on the bow, just looking out to the sea. 
He his hair is been so is so matted and unruly that instead of growing long out, it's just grown out into a fro. And he has like a little tiny little top hat on the top of it. It makes no sense about how the hell it's balancing on the top of that massive amount of hair. He he's rail thin. He he is wearing a nice little dapper little suit though. He okay. he even though he's out in the sun all the time, he is just ghostly white. Hmm. Okay. But Very he pale. has a but he has a big joyous smile on his face and he is and he is just excited to be out on the sea again. Hmm. Alright. Throw the last one. Alright, so Earl Sir Earl Suffington Jr., the third Esquire, uh is a for the time, he is not a very tall man, right? He's like 5'4", five, 5'5"-ish. Four, five, five uh, he's of average height and build. Um, he is very unkempt, as in, you know, very scraggly beard, kind of longish, knotted hair. Um, and he's just kind of... What's the way to put it? You can tell he's not quite sure what's going on exactly, but he's just here. <laughs> he's happy to not be stuck in the house. <laughs> okay. And uh, if you guys will give me just one, give me just one second. There's there's one thing rule wise I need to check. You can probably edit this out if you need to. But. Yeah. <laughs> As a as a southern dilettante, they they tend to keep Earl away from a lot of things. This is kind of his uh his first big thing without uh, an accompaniment an accompaniment of different people. Okay, um, I'm glad I looked this up because I I would have been playing this whole year. So you're not going to need many dice. You're only going to need one. But everybody, find me a D6. So, all right, we have gone through. We have met the characters, and um, and yeah, so so they're um, so the yeah the sailors, the crew, they're um, and you're all uh, you're all on board this uh, this ship, the Indefatigable, and what it what you might be there for your own reasons, but you know that this ship. Uh, this ship is actually uh, is actually taking a, a fairly long voyage from um, from the uh, from the port city of London, where you are right now. This is London, um, and uh, you are actually going to be taking a, a voyage from here to um, all the way down. This is going to be a fairly long voyage. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna be sailing down to um, you're gonna be sailing down to Australia, okay? Because this is a uh, for time frame context. This is this is during the time when uh, when when England owns uh, England owns Australia, and um, and they uh, you've been you've been sent uh, um, or from from what you understand, you've all been sent or this ship at least is being sent there to bring them uh, to bring them cargo, to bring them uh, supplies, to bring them. Uh, things they're running out of that's uh, that are down there, so they have to send this ship out to um, to keep them well stocked. And um, and as far as why you're all uh, you're all there, I think all of you are passengers, right? You're none, none of you are sailors. So I'm I'm guessing that uh, Mr. Dilettante is there just because he has the money to pay for it, and he thinks it'll be interesting to take a boat ride to Australia. For some he reason, wants to wrestle a kangaroo and an alligator, same damn time. Okay, all right, all right, yeah. Um, and I, I would think that uh, Mr. Bink just—he doesn't really care where he's going. He just wants to be on the ocean because it's life-giving and sustaining to him. Exactly. Um, I've, yeah, I've heard, I've heard legends of the fabled didgeridoo. <laughs> and uh, and then. Uh, and then Almost maybe Mr. Did. Spy is there for 
Maybe another I, reason. I, I feel like almost is there to make sure Earl doesn't die because he's <laughs> his family's paying for the, the, the specific division of the government. Yes, I'm I'm adding a little <laughs> I'm adding a little Archer into the, this character now. All right. love it. Archer was, and I am gonna, I am gonna tell you, I'm not gonna have, a, I'm not gonna have any sort of a, a, um, any sort of a big realization moment like, oh, these shanties are magic. No, no, no. You guys all know that. All your characters know, because, mm. um, because that's just slow things down. So, uh, yeah. Are anybody, uh, anybody doing anything else uh, as the ship is getting ready to cast off? Are you all just standing there or pacing or? You know, are you talking to any of the any of the sailors, or maybe the captain up there by the wheel, or, or what? I think Earl's probably made his way up to the uh, what do you, the, the the helm, right? Okay, uh, mm-hmm. uh, where the captain, where El Capitan is. And I think Earl is just like fucking babbling in this man in this man's ear. He's probably just like my my my. I say, sir, like. Very nice ship, very nice ship. He's like, uh, how much did this cost? He's like, I might have to get one of these at the end of the day. Like, just rambling on and on and on. Again, Earl has not had a very lot of interaction with, you know, more people than a couple outside of the circle that he's from, right? He's old Southern money, and, you know, the only people he gets to talk to are fucking boring. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, all right. Well, I mean, if you um, if you want to, if you want to maybe uh, just just be talking to him, um, I'm not really positive how much he's really engaging with you as he's trying to get this thing started. Uh, but um, roll me, uh, roll me using class, please. All right. The one I have to say it now. Yeah, I will. It's, it's, part, it's part of my action. Seven. A five on the dice plus two. All right. And just for funsies, I will roll for the cap. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, and I, I didn't have. I don't. I don't really have separate stat blocks for the other NPCs. I sort of decided I'm gonna, you know. I'm going to give them what I think would fit their characters in the moment. And he rolled a five, but I don't think he has much. uh, I don't think he's got much. He might have some levels in class, but if he does, it's only one point, which means, which means, yeah, he's, um, you know, he's, he's actually maybe a little interested in this, but he's like, he's, he's splitting attention half and half. He's like, Oh yes, I see him. Yeah. Oh, oh, Oh no, you don't say, but he's like one hand is on the wheel as he is, turning his head to shout at everybody. All right, your heart is done. Yes, yeah, okay, all right, yeah, yeah, I see it, yes. Um, and uh, otherwise, if you'd, rolled hor- if you'd rolled more horribly, he might have just kicked you uh, out of his area, but he did, so. Um, okay, so he's up there chatting with the captain, um, who's, um, uh, I'm not going to keep saying the captain, he does have a name. Um, his name is... Um, and I'm not just uh, I'm not just coming up with this right now. I promise. Uh, is uh, William Longshank is his name? Is the cat Mister Long? So Earl would be referring to him as Mister Longshanks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, and so he's like, yeah, he's half and half paying attention. Uh, and what about the other two? What are you up to before this? Uh, before the official cast off happens? Okay, so. Bink does have a little briefcase and he goes and he opens it up and he pulls out his um, owner Corona Corona button button accordion and he starts playing. Hmm. Okay. Um. I think there. Uh, I think the uh, the the um, there are some sailors who who whose heads snap up at the, the sound of this music. And, uh, and they're not really sure if they, uh, they're not really sure if they're gonna, if they're gonna start to sing or, or not, or, you know, cause they're in the middle of working, you know, traditionally they don't, they don't sing until they're, you know, out on the ocean. They're still in port. They haven't even gone anywhere yet. Um, and, uh, 
And so now uh, I'm going to have you roll with. Um, yes. Are, are, are you are you using this to possibly incur some kind of a reaction of an occult variety? Yes. <laughs> All right. Then I want you to roll with the cult. Please be. I'm so happy. I got a five. So plus two, that's seven. You got a seven. All right. All right. Um, I'm going to roll for the crew at large. Damn, we're rolling bosses tonight. <laughs> and then, whoa, okay. Um, I, I'd say that the, uh, these are these are fairly superstitious people. They are they've been around the ocean a long time. This is like their seventh or eighth voyage. You know, they've done this before, so they're somewhat familiar with occults. So they're going to have two points in occult, but that doesn't oh. matter. They're, but that doesn't matter in this case because I rolled a one, which means. <laughs> <laughs> Which means that even if they're, you know, slightly nervous for it, the 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 pull of the music is just is just too strong. And so as they're <laughs> casting off, um, they are as they cast off and they they hear the captain make the signal and they are cast off and they're rowing and rowing uh, out there. And all of a sudden, you know, they're not even they're not even out of port yet, and they are starting to they're starting up this sea shanty. And of course. Uh, the sea shanty is the same one that I told all of you at the beginning. So they're, you know, they're finding their rhythm, they're stamping, they're clapping. But, uh, you three, knowing exactly what might happen as a result of this, what is, uh, what is your reaction? I know that Bink is probably like, I mean, he started the whole thing, so he's probably <laughs> like, into it, like, let's go! Okay. All right. So he's, um, you know, could possibly die as a result, but all right. Uh, he's totally into it. What, what about what about the other two? Uh, uh, the, the one guy's talking to the captain. The other guy is just walking about. Almost <laughs> is watching this, and he takes he takes a long, long sip from his flask before, before he goes back to what he was originally doing, which was examining the the mat. Um, the mast is the name for the, the pole that the sails are on, right? Or am I yeah, that's correct. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's ex- he's examining the mast on this ship because he, from prior um, sea shanty experience, he knows an improperly t- treated um, mast. When if you don't get all get all the little buds off and whatnot, you that's how you get ants. Hmm. <laughs> okay. All right, and uh, did you just say? Did you just say ants or ants? I said ants. That's the that. Like I said, it's the worst joke ever. It's fucking great, though. That's where that's where the tree ants come from. They they the the mask splits and falls, and then the (laughs) okay, and then Brian Um, adds, and then uh, and then Binks adds a little bit of magic to the to the to the splinters, and they become tree ants. Tree ants, and then they. Play siege to Isengard and kill everybody. Okay. Um, all right. And what about um, what about uh, what about guy number three up there uh, up there talking to the captain? I think Earl just kind of looks and is like, "Ah, oh, shit." <laughs> Here we go uh, again. And and he looks at he looks at the captain. And he goes, uh, "I, I gripped that wheel a little tighter there, son." He kind of he kind of walks down to where Binks and uh, almost is. Uh, yeah, okay. And so I, I think all of you are sort of all of you are kind of taking in deep breaths because you're, or, you know, you're looking around nervously because you're expecting you know something unfortunate to happen right off. But surprisingly, nothing seems to happen. The the uh, you know. The, the the day progresses uh, the day progresses as per usual your uh, the wind is 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 fair uh, in your direction and your uh, you just you just sail on um, on course and uh, yeah after a while uh, I think you guys might actually start to relax a little because nothing is nothing is happening you you were expecting something crazy uh, 
but but like even the even the sailors who initially were like, oh, well, this could be bad, but we can't help it. It's in our blood. Uh, uh, nothing really has happened. And now uh, now we've gone. Uh, it's it's about mm, mornings past. It's like late afternoon. It's kind of it's kind of overcast and and there's like only the basic crew to to uh, to um, only the basic crew to mind the ship and the captain is up there by the wheel um, and and as you uh, <laughs> as it as you're going on uh, what happens is that um, I need everybody to roll uh, roll me with a what would be the best step of this uh, let me take a look. Uh. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, everybody, roll me a sense trouble, please. Um, sense right. trouble. I don't think I have any points, man. Ooh. No, I have. I have none. I am none, but I rolled a six. I rolled okay. a five and a dice plus one, so six. Six, six, and I rolled a four. Four. Okay, so um, um, Earl doesn't 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 see anything amiss or hear anything amiss. He thinks everything is totally fine. And um, <laughs> but but the other two, the the other two, they uh, as they as they go on and the and the and the overcast and the wind is picking up a little. Uh, they start to hear this this very kind of ethereal uh, ethereal sort of music coming from somewhere out on the water and and they can't really they can't see anything there's there's no there's no uh, no idea of where this music is, is actually coming from but they can hear it and uh they, the, the two of you hear this. Uh, do you have any sort of reaction? What do you do? Oh. Hmm. It I doesn't have music. words. It's just, yes, it's just a very rhythmic sort of, you know, high-pitched, sounds like, sounds like maybe a female voice, but it's not with words. It's just, it's just, um, it's just tonal, and you're not sure, you're not sure really what it is. Um. Bink is going to Start playing in a company to it. <laughs> He's going to try to catch the rhythm for it. And start playing with, along with it. Okay. You you want to you want to see if you can uh, you want to see if you can play along. All right. And yes. what about uh, what, and what about um, and what about Mister uh, Mister uh, what what was his name? Al uh, Al uh, not Bink, but Al uh, Alphas Treecutter. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. Almost. Yeah. Almost. I mean, I'll put it in the chat too so it's easier to remember too. Because you, you rolled a, you also rolled a six, right? Yeah, I think you'd be going to in the direction that the, the music is coming from to try to get a better view of what's going on. Ah. Okay. And, um, and I think he also picks up his cane and he, he kind of does like a snappy motion as being a, a spy for the US government in the time of in, in this time of innovation he had a he had a rifle cane oh oh okay <laughs> that's uh that's actually pretty awesome right there all right um he's got a rifle cane and he wants to get a closer maybe a better look at this where the sound is coming from okay <laughs> well then um I'll need both of you to make rolls uh both Ooh. of you need to roll for a cult please yes all right Okay, that's a failure because it's a two plus one. <laughs> this is so. Um, I rolled another six. That's eight. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. So, so, um, uh, Mister Bink, you uh, you are not affected adversely at all by this by this sound by this music. You you hear it and and it's it speaks to. Um, I believe your drive was. Uh, Musicality, mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. 
Well then, all right. Well, well yeah. You, uh, you just, you just hear this, and 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 it's like it's like sweet music to your ears, and you just play along, and and nothing, nothing really happens for you. Um, but now, uh, now um, Amos, though, uh, he wanted to get a better look at this thing, right? So oh, no. he, yeah. he's he's been slowly making his way perhaps even unconsciously towards the rail and and he starts to bend down because it seems like this music is coming from some point out in the water somewhere and all of a all of a sudden uh like he reaches an arm down toward the water to maybe you know is it down yes. there and um and yeah, your arm is caught by uh, by something, something which reaches up out of the water. Um, and uh, I'm going to need you to roll with um, possibly athletics, I think, or or uh, let me let me take a look. Athletics, or um, there are better fit here. The irony is not lost on me that we were just talking about mermaids. Hmm. <laughs> Heck yeah. Um, oh yes, um, athletics. Running along the top, uh, run along a topsail yard, dodge a rig- failed rigging, catch a loose jib sheet, or swing a belay pin, class, cool, kind. Mm-hmm. Oh, maintain a heading on the waves, sense bubbles, stealth. Yeah, I think athletics would actually that'd be the closest. Um, All right. To see if you can, to see if you can. Uh, extricate your arm before something bad happens. So the dice fell out of my hand before I could actually roll it and it still landed on a six. Uh, <laughs> but if you didn't roll it, I will rule that you need to roll again. Okay, alright, alright. Come on, double sixes. <laughs> oh no! Oh no. fucking no! Taking a picture of this! What, double what, six? Um, did you get boxcars? Boxcars, yes. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. All right. Um yeah, your um your your arm is caught by this by this uh very fleshy, um somewhat webbed arm, it looks like. And uh but then the 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 shock and the extreme cold and the and the and the scaly feel of it, it just it just shocks you right out of whatever weirdness was just going on. And you jerk your arm back, <laughs> and and then you you hear this like you hear this shriek from the water, and and whatever whatever was there just dis- disappears. But you just pulled your arm back. Uh, do you tell the others or what happens? <laughs> you just pulled your arm back from something in the water. <laughs> he's like he's like a he um he calls out and he's he's aiming his rifle at, at where he where he was standing. He's like. Attention, seamen! We are in trouble. We we are in trouble. Okay, all right. Um, and the the uh, of course the captain is uh, the captain William is is still there uh, steering on course, but he calls to he calls to everyone in general. He's like, keep your keep your eyes out, boys, for the sides here. It could be something really off. And um, and he's he's gonna stay right there to steer properly. Um, and uh, but but when uh, when you're all you know the the, the crew is kind of scrambling and uh, and of course those that were off watch are being summoned. You know there are people spilling out onto the deck to take up every position. And um, and then uh, you start to. You start to hear this kind of. You start to hear a kind of a, like a like a, a crunching or a splintering sort of a thing, as uh, as you're not sure what it is, but then, up, up over the side, of the of the ship come. I'm gonna say you have now attracted the attention of three sirens who have now pulled themselves onto the deck. <laughs> Damn it, Ricky Bobby. 
and uh, yeah, they're um, they're there, and they're not. You know, these are not the sirens that are like you know in some movies. They're like they're just like supermodels in water. No, no, no. These are mm-hmm. these are like these are like the super ugly kind that sound really pretty, but then you look at them, and they're like. If the ocean threw up one day, this would what be would what came out. It's it's the, the fish in the top half, and then the the human on the bottom. <laughs> Fact is, they're really ugly, and they're like each of them is searching out. Like, okay, where is the closest person? Where is the closest person? And surprise, surprise, each one of them, for some reason, for some reason, we don't know why, each one of them seems to pick out one of you individually. Mm. Ugh. Mm. And uh, yeah, and now they're going. Yep, each one of them is coming straight for you. Mm. Yay! So I'm going to need everybody to make a roll here. Okay, and I think Earl, being the the southern man he is, he has like a sword cane. Okay, we got a we got a we got a gun cane and a sword cane. All right. Um, is this athletics? Just, you said. Um, for this, um. That would make sense, I think, because otherwise, I don't think there's a uh, there's a skill that matches uh, as well. Okay, I only got a four, a measly four. Ooh. But but still, I still want Bink to just say as he switches up his song, "Prepare to get Bink rolled." <laughs> <laughs> Never gonna give. <laughs> well, but see, here's the here's the thing that happens with you, Bink, mm-hmm. is that is that the other two the other two seem to be coming at the others with with like very clear hostility right okay but remember you when you rolled like it just it just sounded like the most beautiful thing in the world and 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 it didn't seem wrong to you at all and what happens with yours is that she she comes up to you and instead of attacking you instead of attacking you i think she just like she just like flops there on the on the uh, on the deck, and she's looking up at you with these like like if if a if a if a very ugly fish siren could do the puppy dog eyes, that's what she's doing. She's loving it. She just she just wants to sit there and listen to you play. And yes. so, <laughs> yes. So the, so, so the others are are like having to having to. So did you two? Did you roll yours? I got to seven, a six plus one. Okay. Okay, I'm trying to figure out what I'm. I just... You know what? I'm gonna. I'm going to do something sneaky. <laughs> oh. thank, goodness, thank goodness I took a point of effort. And I feel like I feel like. Um, almost is kind of just moving moving it moving itself to the side and he pulls out a switchblade and I'm gonna I'm gonna I wanna I wanna robe attack this thing as it comes up. Oh my <laughs> oh. Okay. Alright, you wanna you wanna stab it. Alright, um so so make a roll. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, okay, what did okay roll Well uh, that's a four and a dice I I I was thinking this might be stealth because like I'm trying like I said I'm trying I'm I'm hiding the knife maybe okay if the if the knife is if the knife is hidden and you're trying not to be obvious yes I'll make it yeah. stealth yeah because I'm I'm kind of like I kind of like I feel like I kind of move my body aside where I'm kind of I'm being like kind of like this like a hand like trying to be like hand and just and my other hand is just like flipping the blade open behind me okay all right. You got a four, and then how many? How many stealth do you have? I have two stealth. Okay, um, that that makes it a six for stealth. Um, hmm. With uh, with that number, I am gonna say that um, I'm gonna say that you trade hard. I'm gonna say that you manage to you manage to stab, but but sh- but it's like a. It's not exactly where you were aiming because she catches sight of it uh, as it's coming, and so it uh, it hurts. But it's not where you were aiming for. And then she, in the same action, uh, lunges lunges forward, and uh, she's down on the ground, and you're standing up. Um, she manages to uh, 
take a take a little piece out of your leg. Mm. Yeah, you're 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 bleeding now. It's a good thing I have a key. Mm-hmm. What are, what are you gonna? Are you gonna? Um, like, are you gonna like take the cane and and, and try to swing at her or what? <laughs> so I wanna I wanna uh, I wanna use the sword portion of the cane and okay. like Zoro. I just wanna be like Anga and <laughs> just like do some quick little like swifts and swaps at okay. her like okay. at her straight like chest there. Cutting your oh, knee. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Bye. All no, right. No, no, it's just okay. going to be a junior. I'm carving junior into junior into the. You <laughs> 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 a dork. Okay. Um, all right. She's she she will forever be forever after be known as junior because it will be right on right on her body. Um, all right. And so, uh, but now I'm curious. Um, Bink, how are how are you and your um. Siren groupie getting along. What is um, what is going on here? Well, I think Bink would catch on that she's digging what he's laying down, and he's just going to try to do like a Pied Piper situation and just lead her back to off the boat. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. If you're if you're trying to lead her and you're playing this song in order to lead her, um. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna make a roll for my creatures. I think. Okie dokie. Creature roll. Creature roll. Okay. Um. Yeah. They're uh. They're strong in occult too, given their own nature. But even so, um. What if you're if you're trying to lead her off the off the boat? Um. Mm-hmm. Let's say. Hmm. Okay. They are uh. Hmm. I'm gonna say that that the uh, that your song, this this new song you're playing, based on this role from my creatures, they uh, they the, in, initially the other two, I don't know why the other, but the other two didn't really didn't really hear your hear your beautiful music, and now that they are up in the air, uh, out of the water, they hear this change in song, and I think <laughs> both of them they 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 turn their heads. And then, I think all three of them start to start to follow. <laughs> if you're if you're going toward the edge, so yes. so oh god, if if, uh, the Pedros. <laughs> if, uh, if you, although um, you might have to do something to actually get them to, you know, dive because they can tell the music is here and they like it. So you might have to you might have to do something a little extra to get them to actually take a dive <laughs> i okay so the help the well to make sure everyone else is safe on the ship i think bank would have to try to do something a little risky okay what are you trying to do okay a little risky so i'm trying to think so i'm trying to think the directions in the way okay is there a chain anchor anywhere close by uh hmm the the anchor would be um, uh, the anchor oh. is currently what? Okay, okay, actually, wait, wait, no, you know what? That's actually, I think I just thought of a different one. So, with the I mast and the, there's with the mast and the sails, there's usually the tie anchor ropes. Yeah, if there's any right. extra rope hanging down, I don't need a Bink doesn't need a lot. He just needs enough to either t- to just tie to his ankle. Because okay. essentially what I want him to do is to just walk off the ship and keep playing. And okay. still be playing as he's hanging. So basically it put the illusion that he's gone over the ship and he's in the water for them and that they should go off. Okay. Um, uh, let me... Um, l- yeah, I'll say that... Um, I'll say there's enough... Uh, I'll say there's a, there's enough there's enough slack rope. Okay. Mm-hmm. But... But in order to, uh, but I think you, but I think you will have to roll just to see, like, do they believe this this false illusion you're trying to you're trying to portray? That that, that makes a lot. That, hey, I was that's exactly what I was expecting. Because, <laughs> and since this is a, uh, I mean, 
but this is this is not you're not necessarily using magic for this. You're just doing nope. it. So mm-hmm. um I'm gonna say that this is uh I mean this is a this is an intuitive this is a innovative idea, you know. Um I'll uh roll with uh roll with seamanship because you're improvising an idea. I'm so happy I actually put a point into that. <laughs> this is exactly why I put a point into this. I got a five. Not too bad. Okay. Not too bad. Five. Let me roll for my creature. Please let him roll a one or two. <laughs> and uh, I was just trying to think of the best way to help you two, you guys out without having to have you have to fight and take any more damage. I mean, I took um, no damage. I called my name in that bitch. <laughs> and, and, um, and, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Did I... Did I have you even? Did I have you make the roll for that or not? Yeah, I rolled the seven. Okay, yes, he, 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 did, he, did, he did roll pretty good on that. I do remember. He okay, did I was, seven. I was for some reason I couldn't remember if I had ever actually had you roll. Um, okay, yeah. Um, I'm just gonna say for ease of story at the moment uh, that uh, yes, it works because I rolled a four for my creature. Oh, uh, yes. not, <laughs> barely worked, but worked. Nailed it. So they, yeah, they just, they, they just, they just get on right out of there. They, they, they all just go splash right back in. Oh, um, goodness. And, uh, yeah, I think the, I think the only person who is not phased hardly at all is the captain because, <laughs> because he has been one track mindedly concentrating on steering the ship. And plus he's been around a few times. So I'd like to think he's seen a few things. Um, and he knows it would be more horrible if uh, if everyone, you know, if they if they were off course and fighting bad guys at the same time. Um, and so the 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 sailors all very nervously are, you know, looking around and trying to, you know, trying to calm themselves down. You can find Dungeons and Pop at Dungeons Pop on Twitter and on your podcast app of choice. You can also join us on our Discord social club and maybe even join for a game and get your chance to be on a podcast if only once. Thank you for listening and if you enjoyed our show, please leave a review.